We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by, as always, by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, among other places. And you can check out uh, me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another monster slate, five games here total in the NBA. Yeah, you know, this is actually a a little bit of a tearjerker for you and I. After having done this NBA season pretty much every day for the last couple months, mm-hmm. we're going to be switching over to MLB on on Monday. So this is like our last NBA show. It is our last NBA show. Um, so I'm a little, a little bit sad about that. And as like a preview, um, Benny already knows has known this for a while, but I haven't really told too many people yet that I am not currently on uh, the, the MLB DFS pod schedule. I don't know if you remember that Benny and I started this show. Uh, with, you know, we're one of the first hosts here in the two uh, within the two first two weeks of the season. 
we sort of stepped in. It was um, Adam Wolf who ran the show and uh, brought uh, Benny on and brought myself on, and we sort of took the reins and ran with that show towards the rest of the season, and we took it all the way to NFL, took it all the way to NBA. So it's been an awesome ride, and it's not like a goodbye for me. Benny will still be on the show. Um, it's just goodbye for now. I ended up you know, move, making a decision for my family and moving my family over back to the Bay Area where we're originally from. So um, that's put me into a sort of 9-to-5 guy job, and you know, Benny and I have been hammering these shows out throughout the day shift uh, time when normal people go to work, and now I'm one of the normal people. So... Um, it's been awesome to work with Benny and I'm sure that um, this is sort of temporary. I'm sure we'll definitely work somewhere down the line, um, you know, in the future again, as long as, you know, both of our working in, in DFS and I'm not quitting DFS. I just have to make some adjustments, you know, for my new job and my family. So you'll see me pop in there. I'm still on the backup list. So, you know, um, so I'm basically voluntarily taking a trip to AAA <laughs> to go play with Crash Davis. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to hammer out this pod, and uh, I'm going to enjoy listening to you guys on the uh, MLB season that kicks off this Monday. So um, stay tuned for that. So that's uh, enough of the, uh, um, you know, the the crying emoticons and all the stuff that we're sharing here. Where we're going to get, we're going to hammer out this show and uh, keep it moving forward. As always, you can always reach uh, Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Just because I've uh, you know, stepped away from this doesn't mean that I'm not playing DFS or I'm not going to be well involved. Uh, I'm still definitely going to be in the mix. And, and I'll, actually, as it stands, now that I'm back in California, I am free um, from some of the other stuff that's been happening in, in various other states that have sort of made it more difficult for me to set lineups. So we've always been able to, you know, work things out. But um, now, um, you know, the chains are free. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about um, who's going to be chained to our lineups here on the Saturday slate at the point guard position here, Benny. Yeah, there's actually a couple guys that I'm interested in. Uh, we, we have news already that Boogie Cousins is going to be suspended Friday and sitting out this game on Saturday. So whenever Boogie sits out, that always ticks up Rajon Rondo for me. They play against Denver, so it should be a high-paced, high-total game. Uh, Denver not that great on the defensive side. I mean, yeah, on the defensive side of the ball either. So I think it's a pretty good spot here for Rondo. I can see some upside for him. Um, we also have Goran Dragic going up against Portland. I think that's a good matchup for Dragic. Portland, not a great defensive team either. And then the game, the team that I've been picking on at the point guard spot is like Chicago. And we got Reggie Jackson going up against Chicago. Now, Reggie hasn't been playing great, and his price has come down in a lot of spots. But, you know, Patrick Beverly went nuts on him Thursday night. Basically, everybody not named George Hill has gone nuts against them in the last two weeks. So, I think this is a really good spot to take, um, you know, to hop back on the Reggie Jackson train at probably low ownership and a low price against Chicago defense. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Um, you, you can you can do a couple different things um, in this spot. For me, Rajon Rondo against Denver, I'm definitely looking to get some exposure to. I love Red, the Reggie Jackson call against Derrick Rhodes' uh, defense, you know, provided the fact that we know that he's hasn't been healthy, uh, completely healthy anyway. Um, so that's something that I, I'm definitely willing to look look into and get some exposure to um, as well. Um, I also don't mind um, taking a, a bit of a flyer here on uh, on a couple other guys uh, that you can you potentially make a case for there as well. Um, Ishmith against Indiana at home is a little bit interesting to me, uh, j- just because of the fact that Ishmith is, is at home, and you know he's been one of the guys who has sort of held his own. Uh, over the past, uh, you know, few games, and and then the most consistent in terms of minutes has not played less than 31 uh, minutes, uh, with it, or played 31 minutes or more in six out of the past seven games, with the exception of being a little blip on the radar, uh, where he played 28 minutes uh, against uh, Denver on the road in the midst of a four-game uh, road stretch. 
Uh, but you, you take a look at what he's done over the past three games, 30 fancy points against Charlotte. It's 42 fancy points where, you know, the uh, the uh, Sixers surprisingly hung in on the road against the Golden State Warriors, gave them a little bit of a scare. And then 46 fancy points against Portland and Damian Lord defense. So he's been, you know, putting up some serious points against some serious, serious teams that are playoff caliber. Or, you know, I don't, I don't want to you know, demean the Golden State Warriors. They're more than playoff caliber. They're, they're, they're you know, championship level. Uh, so, you know, that's uh, somebody else that, you know, probably a little bit off the radar for some guys that I'm definitely interested in getting a little bit of some extra exposure to. Um, the one thing I will say, too, is I don't know what the rest schedule looks for the for the San Antonio Spurs uh, there as well, but if by any chance Tony Parker gets rested, then maybe I'll maybe uh, take a little bit of a, of a flyer on Kyle Lowry against Patty Mills' defense. Uh, but aside from that, I probably uh, he's going to be a fade for me uh, outside the top fives unless we get some rest information, so... That's how I have my point guard situation set up. What do you uh, want to do there? Anybody else that you want to highlight before we move on to the two? No, not really. Like I said, there's a bunch of guys in that mid-range that I like, so I think that's kind of where I'm looking to target and um, you know, and spend my money at the point guard spot. All right, shooting guard is up. Let's go and talk about what you're putting down here at the two. Yeah, to be honest, this is kind of ugly for me. I don't know if you felt the same way looking at it, but you got C.J. McCollum against Miami, not a good matchup. DeMar DeRozan against San Antonio, not a good matchup. Jimmy Butler, who hasn't been playing, you know, 100%, and, and he even admitted he's not playing 100%. And they're going up against Detroit, who's also kind of a tough matchup. So a lot of the guys up top aren't really all that interesting. Uh, Dwayne Wade against Portland is somebody I wouldn't mind rolling. Uh, n- never a problem rolling anybody against Damian Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum defense. I also think this will be a really good game for Wade because Portland is really bad at defending the pick and roll, which is why guys are able to you know, have such big games against them at the guard spot. They switch on everything, which means that you wind up with a big guy trying to guard, you know, a ball handler, like in this case Wade is, because he is somebody who initiates a lot of the offense off of whenever they run a high pick and roll. So I think he's going to be able to get to the basket, get into the lane, and either, you know, score himself or or find teammates for open shots as guys step up. So I think this is a great spot to roll him out there. He's probably my favorite play. Um, guy who I think is really sneaky, Will Barton going up against Sacramento. Will Barton, for some reason, has finally started playing again. You know, in five of the last six games, he's gone for 5X or better. 33, 27, 26, 34, 37 fantasy points. He did have a horrible game against Philly where he only scored six fantasy points, but I'm willing to forgive that as just a bad game for him because he didn't take a lot of shots, really wasn't all that involved in it, and, you know, had a bunch of turnovers and got benched for a little bit of the game. But for the rest of those games, he's putting up 30, you know, 30, 35 fantasy points for us. His price is still only 5,500, so that's over 6x value against a Sacramento team that hasn't been able to stop shooting guards all year long and plays pretty fast. So I think this is a great spot here for Will Barton. He's going to be a guy I put on a lot of lineups too. And then the one cheap guy that I kind of have my eye on, and I know you're a Sacramento fan, so I want to get your take on this. How do you feel about Seth Curry? I do like Seth Curry, and uh, and I wanted to like keep my mouth silenced because... You know, the minute I came out with a Willie Cauley Stein and Seth Curry and said, I'm not a Sacramento Homer, you know, uh, George Carl freaking starts them and plays them 16 minutes in the starting lineup when they could have got at least 25. And it was a little bit disappointing there. But, you know, what I'm going to do, as long as I can take a look at what's, what happened um, on the Friday slate and I feel confident about uh, the, their level of uh, activity and exposure, um, you know, that is, ba- is returned back to the minutes that we that we're hoping them to get, 
he was a uh, a nice uh, salary saver at you know min price or just above min price for the past three games, and he's probably going to get smacked down close to min price again on FanDuel. Um, you know, uh, after that last game for Friday's numbers. Um, so the only thing we have to do is just make sure he stays in a reasonable range, um, you know, or or continues to produce. Um, at, at a reasonable clip, and then I'll get back in. So Friday is going to be, definitely be the gauge for me, but I would hope and expect, you know, based on you know what they're doing with the rest of the season, that George Carl is willing to go back to the well and use him because, uh, you know, uh, the shooting guard position has been uh, basically a hole all season long. They've tried to start Ben McMore. They've tried to start Marco Bellinelli. They've been playing Darren Carlson there off the bench there for a while. So it makes some sense for them to do uh, that and, you know, give the guy a shot because they really don't have anything else to worry about or play for at this point in the season. So uh, long story short, I do, I am interested in Seth, in Seth, in Seth Curry. Um, anybody else you're looking to highlight at the two before we get a uh, move on to the three? No, I think that's about it. All right. for uh, Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there as well. Um, uh, one thing I will say is I'm okay with Monte Ellis too uh, against Philadelphia defense, uh, Philadelphia 76ers on the road um, as well. I love the Will Barton call. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me, and um, I, I know Jimmy Butler is projected to be one of the better plays on this slate, but the knee situation really is concerning me at this point, so I don't mm-hmm. think I can really gamble and, and feel good about uh, taking a gander at him until he shows that he's healthy the rest of the season. I think he's an actual shutdown candidate at some point along the way, so um, as long as he still has that issue or he declares himself 100% healthy, I'm going to be worried about the Bulls shutting him down and I'm probably going to be just be staying away uh, the rest of the way until um, we get a little bit of a different read on what's happening. So, mm-hmm. all right, so that's going to um, wrap it up for the two guard position. Before we move on to the small forward, got to let you know, rotowire.com. Do I sound like I'm out of breath? By the way, yeah, um, you you were going pretty fast there through all your uh, your picks. I didn't want to I didn't want to <laughs> stop you at all. I figured you know you're on a roll, just go with it. All right, well, it sounded like a micro machine because uh, what happened was like I was on lap on my laptop. Okay, I'm on laptop mode, and uh, I've been, you know, running without my laptop, my battery this entire time. Uh, we just wrapped up recording the Friday show, and I see that, oh, shoot, the battery goes, you have 10% left. And it's like the last thing that needs to happen right now is for me to lose battery in the middle of the show and then have us redo this entire um, Saturday show because I wasn't smart enough to keep my laptop plugged in. So I was like scrambling, reaching around. The battery cord got tied around the, like, the bed and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, please don't let the show die. So, yeah, I, I, he's a professional here, folks. Yeah, you can't absolutely. make this stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the best in the business or nothing. Guys. That's it. Just a bit outside, ball <laughs> two. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the small forward position now that I have successfully saved my laptop, and we can save some people from some bad picks in their DFS lineups. Yeah, well, if we're saving people from bad picks, I think the chalk here is going to be Paul George going up against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you know, we might sound like a broken record picking guys against Philly at every position every time they play, but you know what? It's been profitable all season long. Paul George is having a huge game here on Thursday night as we record this. Uh, 50 fantasy points today, had 48 fantasy points in those last two games as well. So, you know, he's playing about as well as he's played all season. They're going to need him to play big minutes. They need all these guys to play because they're fighting for their playoff lives to stay alive here. So really like Paul George, probably going to be the one guy that I do actually pay up on. Now, from there, I'm coming down. I called this today, and I'm going to stick with it as long as Taj Gibson's out. Nikola Miritich is the guy you want to play. I don't care if they start Portis. I don't care if they start, you know, 
Feliciano or whatever his name is. Miritich is a guy that can score, and right now Chicago needs guys that can score. Rose is not 100%. Butler's not 100%. Even Pau Gasol is not 100%. So it's great that they have all these other guys, and Portis will play some minutes. He might get 20, 25, and you know, Feliciano will get 12 or 15 as well. But Miritich is going to play 30 minutes, and he's a guy that has the upside where he can put up you know, he put up 48 fantasy points the other night when Taj got hurt and he played 36 minutes. He's still playing right now as we record this, and he's got 30-something fantasy points in the third quarter already, you know, on his way to another 40-plus fantasy point game. And he's still priced like a guy coming off the bench at like 5K or less. So if you're not rolling out Miritich here, I, I think you're doing something wrong. Now, if you need a, a guy who's even cheaper, um, Al Farouk Aminu has been putting up some pretty good scores and giving you some pretty good minutes lately. I'm not thrilled with the matchup against Miami, but Miami does go kind of small, and he is athletic enough to guard one of, you know, either Joe Johnson or, or Luau Deng. So I do think that this is going to be a game where he even sees more minutes than he normally does. And the thing I like about that is if he's, if he's matched up on Deng playing a little bit of four if they go small, he's a guy that's a good rebounder anyway. So I think we get a double-double out of Al Farouk Amino here, which is going to be my bold call for the day. And I think he gets you 25 to 35 fantasy points for, you know, again, below 5K and gives you a nice return. All right. Um, that's something that makes a lot of sense for me overall. Um, Alpha Rukamino, I'll be honest, I've been trying to look for a reason to play him in certain spots, but it's just been so much, uh, you know, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and, you know, Alan Crabb off the bench doing some damage, you know. Uh, so it's been tough to, to, to make a case to play him in different spots, but, you know, this might be one of those spots where you feel a little bit more comfortable and you might be able to get some um, extra exposure. So I'm there as well. I'm going to stick with the uh, Indiana call there. I know I plugged Monte Ellis a, um, a little bit earlier here. I think Paul George is a really good spot against Philadelphia. Um, you, you know, no matter what Philadelphia has done uh, or the Indiana uh, Pacers have done, they've never really put teams into blowout territory throughout this season. They've won games and they've won some handily, but I've never seen them like just rest starters for the foreseeable future over the past month and a half. Uh, just because they house somebody, maybe it's because of pace or what they do, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, what, the type of offense they run. So Paul George is somebody I'm definitely be looking to get some exposure to up top. I know it's sort of a boring call. Here's another boring call for you. Kawhi Leonard is in a really good spot against, you know, the uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors and you know neck tat defense um, as well. You know, provided he's not getting rested, so showed Ill, no effects of the the real rest. Almost scored 40 fantasy points, you know, with a 8,500 price tag against New Orleans. Expected him to produce well, that he did produce uh, fairly well. You wanted a few more points than he provided, but, uh, you know, I expect the price to basically hold since he didn't blow the doors off of anybody, just, you know, produced a solid performance. So Kawhi and Paul George, is, I think, are, you know, some anchor plays that you uh, may want to uh, potentially get invested in. But by the time Saturday rolls around, guaranteed, and I know Benny's going to probably agree with me on this, there will be some value play that that's opens up that we don't know about, that we can't talk about uh, because, you know, we're recording for the Saturday show. Uh, yep. So and we, you know yeah somebody's somebody's gonna be sitting out resting which is yeah. gonna make some thirty five hundred dollar guy who normally plays twelve minutes play thirty five minutes and he's gonna be sixty five percent owned and you know depending on who it is he's either gonna go off for forty or score eight points and tank two thirds of the rosters yeah usually the, usually the way it goes at this point of the season right so the best we can do is just give you some better chalk cash game options there and leave the GPP home run plays to the news. Uh, for you to take advantage of when that all ends up popping down on Saturday. All right. Um, I think, did we talk about rotowire.com and their 10-day free trial, Benny? 
I don't think we have yet today. All right. Well, if um, you know what we what, what you should do is what Benny and I do is you know pull up rotowire.com, log in, uh, take a look at all the insider projections and the articles and the information that we have on uh, the daily lamps. We'd like to look at price tag value. We'd like to look at uh, uh, you, you know uh, top projected plays at each position. And uh, if you haven't, if you want to do that for yourself, the best thing you can do here is uh, take advantage of the free 10-day trial. Rotowire.com slash pod is where you do that. You can um, uh, take a look at all the numbers that we use for this very podcast. You want to get ready for your season-long fantasy baseball leagues. Maybe you're drafting a little bit late. You want to take um, to look at all the up-to-the-minute depth charts and the customizable league projections. So whether you're playing season-long or DFS, we've got you covered with the custom toolbox kits uh, to get you going in your fantasy lineup. So make sure you take advantage of that. Free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Let's go ahead and slash from the three to the four and talk about what you want to do on this slate at the power forward position. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really love the guys up top. I guess I'm okay going with LaMarcus Aldridge. He's been putting up some big numbers, getting a lot of shots in games where he actually plays big minutes. And I think in this game against Toronto, it's going to be one of those games where he does play big minutes. They don't have a lot at the power forward spot in Toronto. You're talking about him going up against, you know, Luis Scola, Pat, Patrick Patterson, um, Jason Thompson, who they just signed. So I think it's a pretty good matchup for him. He'll be able to step out and, and take any of those guys from about, you know, 12, 15 feet away, either hit jump shots on him or, you know, just get around them and go to the basket. So I think he, I think he's still in a pretty good spot here, not too expensive. I like Tobias Harris the way he's been playing as well. Uh, not somebody that gives you huge upside, but somebody that I would look to use in, um, you know, in cash. I think he's pretty safe. And then as a cheap option, we've been, you know, talking about it with Boogie Cousins out. You're going to get more minutes for Willie Cauley Stein and and Kufis down there, um, you know, at the big guy spot. So he's still kind of cheap. I think um, I'd be willing to roll him out there as well. And then one last guy, you know, Nerlens Noel is out. Uh, Jeremy Grant is out. Rashawn Holmes is out. You know, Carl Landry has been only playing 24 to, you know, 26 minutes, but he's been giving you some pretty good production for pretty cheap. So I'd be willing to roll him out there as a as a really cheap option if I needed to as well. So that's kind of the way I see the power forward spot here. All right. I'm with you on um, almost all those calls there as well. Bobby Porras is the guy who got elevated into the starting lineup, and he could be in a good spot if he keeps that starting lineup position for the Saturday slate uh, against Chicago. So uh, that's something I'm definitely paying attention to. Uh, you I also, you know, want to know uh, um, what's, you know, potentially happening here with Miles Turner. I think this is a good spot. So, you know, maybe from a development standpoint, even if this game gets into, you know, a double-digit uh, scoring territory, Miles Turner is a guy that, you know, the game logs haven't been, uh, you know, great uh, overall. And, you know, he uh, had a little bit of a of an issue there, um, you know, in the past couple games. And as a provide, I don't know if it, there's a situation where, he, if he's healthy or not, but if he's going to be back in the mix, I do want to roll him. Um, and I might be even interested with Carl Landry, a call that you made for the other show there as well, against those two options. So I need some lineup status uh, updates for him for Saturday. But against Philly in that spot with the, with the reduced price tag because he hasn't producing as well, I think he makes a case for GPPs and the same for Carl Landry uh, for a lower level. And then we, you know, we can just sort of piggyback on the same stuff we know. DeMarcus Cousins is more than likely out on the Saturday game. Uh, I, this might be another shutdown candidate, by the way, for him because you know, we know he needs PRP injections, and the Kings are supposed to be in tank mode. Although I think they've won three or four, three, uh, three out of their last four, so then they're not doing a good job tanking. So maybe they're going, you know, next next level uh, on that by trying to sit him uh, again 
in this matchup. But you know, regardless, I'll I'll be I'll have some shares of Willie Cauley Stein there as well. Uh, so that's how I have the power forward position breaking down. Let's go ahead and flip over to the center position and talk about what you want to do in the five. Yeah, you know, for me, looking up towards the top, I think Hassan Whiteside's the guy that stands out the most. He's going up against um, Chicago. No, wait, hold on. He's going up against Portland, sorry, which is, you know, either way, Chicago or Portland. They're both pretty bad at guarding big guys. You know, we talked about Whiteside on uh, on the pod the last two days 51, 41, 49 fantasy points in his last three games. Priced at only about 8,500, so anything above like 42 fantasy points, 43 fantasy points is giving us upside. And he's a guy that's, you know, basically given us 50 in two of his last three games. Against Portland, weak interior defense, I think he makes a lot of sense. Andre Drummond is the one that's going up against Chicago, and I also like him a little bit. You know, he's priced a couple hundred dollars cheaper been putting up some big double-doubles lately. In his last five games, 14 and 16, 30 and 14, 18 and 14, 19 and 17, 13 and 15. Now, the thing about him is he doesn't give you a lot else. You know, he has given you about two blocks in each of the last four games, which is nice to see because it's not something that's usually consistent with him. But he doesn't give you much in the assist department. He doesn't give you much in the steal department. So you really got to look for spots where you can get like big scoring and rebounding games out of him. And Chicago is one of those games because Chicago is that bad against big guys on the interior. You know, other than Pau Gasol, they don't really have another guy that can contend with them. Pau's not 100%. I think Chicago plays Friday, so it's a back-to-back for them as well. Oh, no, they would be off Friday because they're playing Thursday. So it's not a back-to-back, but still, Pau's kind of banged up. Um, I like Andre Drummond a lot up there, too. And then the mid-range guy I've been looking at is uh, Jan Mahimi. He's been putting up some pretty good games lately. Uh, 18 and 5, 19 and 11 with four assists, 18 and 7 with two block shots. You know, giving you right around 30 fantasy points a game. So his price is starting to creep up. I liked it better when we were getting him below 5K. He's starting to get a little bit above 5K. So I still think he's in play, but he's getting a little a little bit more out of that range. And then the last guy to mention, you know, without Boogie, Costa Kufis definitely in play. Under $4,000, had 35 points the other day without Boogie in there, you know, played 30 minutes. I think he's probably going to get somewhere around there minutes-wise. I'd be looking more in like the 25 to 30-point range, but even that is still 6.5 to 8x. So I think I'll take that for a guy that's only 3,900. So that's how I see center shaking out. Yeah, you basically touched on everybody that I wanted to talk about there. Whiteside at Portland, uh, Drummond against Paul Gasol defense uh, on the road, uh, Jan Mahimi, who's been a, a, like a, just a DFS crusher at a very cheap price. Uh, Jokic going up against uh, Costa Kufos, the other one I just wanted to throw in the mix there as well. You know, we know that uh, I believe it's yeah, Yusuf Nurkic who's been the uh, the injured player there as well. He's, he was out with an, in, with an illness as of late. So if he misses t- uh, more time than Jokic, uh, could be in a really good spot, so I wouldn't mind taking uh, you know Kufo survive or Jokic, you know, as a as a little bit of a higher priced option, uh, which is going to be like a probably like the the one game on the slate where no one plays any defense uh, between the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. So I'll have those four options available to me with, uh, between cash and GPP lineups, and that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast and wrap it up for this season. We know we cut it a little bit short, but. Uh, baseball is ramping up, and we want to make sure we give you full coverage there as well. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS, and it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season-long and DFS needs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for rolling with us uh, you know, throughout the season and throughout the year. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.